Command number 37. Do not defraud. Do not defraud. Mark 10.19 Countless sermons and devotions have been based on Jesus' exchange with a man we know as the rich young ruler. The first three Gospels recount the story, using largely identical words and phrases. Indeed, this passage is one of those upon which scholars base their conviction that Matthew and Luke founded their writings upon Mark's Gospel. As the first Gospel, Mark contains intriguing details that drop out of the longer accounts. Mark was Peter's traveling companion and scribe. He wrote his Gospel based on Peter's lifetime of reminiscences. Thus, Mark's Gospel is told through Peter's eyes. It is a vivid, raw account. Peter makes no attempt to gloss over his foibles, and Mark preserves this brutally honest perspective. Mark also keeps many obscure details. When Jesus fed the 5,000, though Matthew was presumably there too, only Mark notes that they sat down on the green grass. When the storm arose on the Sea of Galilee, Only Mark notes the touching detail that Jesus was asleep on the cushion. The next time the disciples found themselves on the sea in a violent wind, and Jesus came to them on the water, only Mark has the honesty to give the reason for the disciples' terror. He concludes, They were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Mark 6 51 through 52. It is a blunt and unvarnished account. In the story of the rich young ruler, we encounter another of those curious disparities in the Gospels. Only Mark notes that Jesus loved the young man, and only Mark includes among the injunctions given him, do not defraud. A look at the Ten Commandments, however, Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5, reveals that these three words are nowhere to be found. Fearing that Jesus had made a mistake, did Matthew and Luke omit them to prevent readers concluding that Jesus didn't know the Ten Commandments? But did Jesus make a mistake? Or does the eyewitness account of Peter reveal that Jesus does not want us obeying the mere letter of the law, but its spirit? Do not defraud is large and sweeping. It draws stealing, coveting, and bearing false witness all up into it. You must not, Jesus says, do your neighbor wrong, play him false, or defraud him in any way. It is not enough simply not to steal from him. You must not even defraud his character, his honor, his integrity, his worth as a person. You are to be entirely honest in all your dealings. You are to be above reproach in all ways. Again, through Mark's intimate account, we see deeper into the exchange. Perhaps we discover another reason than wealth alone that the young man went away sorrowful. Jesus was not merely challenging him to give to the poor, He was challenging him to live the full depth and scope and spirit of the commandments. What is fraud but the opposite of honesty? Turning do not defraud into a positive construction, therefore, 
we find Jesus commanding, Be entirely and scrupulously honest, in all ways, all dealings, all thoughts, all actions, with all men. The following is an excerpt from George MacDonald's Unspoken Sermons, second series, The Way. It is unnecessary to inquire precisely what the youth meant by eternal life. Whatever shape the thing took to him, that shape represented something which it was clear to him could be gained only in some path of good. But he thought to gain a thing by a doing, when the very thing desired was a being. He would have that as a possession which must possess him. The Lord cared neither for isolated truth nor for orphan deed. It was truth in the inward parts. It was the good heart, the mother of good deeds he cherished. It was the live, active, knowing, breathing good he came to further. He cared for no speculation in morals or religion. It was good men he cared about, not notions of good things. God, bring to my remembrance this day the command of Jesus, do not defraud. Instill within me a love for the spirit of your commandments. Give me wisdom to see the practicality of do not defraud, and that the command compels scrupulous honesty in all things. Give me courage to be honest with myself, and to see my heart with the clarity of your vision. Then let me yield the broken places within me to the transformation of your hand. Thus, Heavenly Father, may I be an instrument in my small corner of the world for the ultimate salvation of mankind. Amen. From the Commands by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the commands and other books by Michael Phillips.